Alright, welcome back to Castle Comms, episode 108. Today, not only have we survived the holiday season, but we have an awesome guest. We have the one, the only, Mr. Bubbly TTV. Mr. Bubbly, how are you doing today? I'm actually doing pretty good. Thank you for asking. <clears throat> how are you? Uh, you know, the holidays are always rough because I always get sick as shit during the holidays because my kids touch everything and then they want to touch my face and I get sick every single Christmas season. So right now, my voice sounds like I just smoked a whole pack of Marlboro Reds. <laughs> I'm just trying to survive. <laughs> how was your holiday, Mr. Bubbly? I actually just like came back from getting sick or at least like recovering from getting sick. Sort of like sort of. I work in the restaurant industry, so like I'm mostly like dealing like with stuff like hands on, like putting my hands on stuff. Right. Uh, I don't have kids though, so uh, I do understand what you mean though. Like, you work in the restaurant industry. Everything you work with food. Everyone you deal with is practically a child, just an adult child. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. Especially like uh, when I have like a family that comes, like when a family comes over to the restaurant. Usually, like the first, like the first thing I do after, like uh, after the table leaves, like I'll look at the table, and then I'll look under. And like usually, every time under the table, I always have to do some like major sweeping. There's always like crayons and like straws and this, that, everything just thrown all over the floor. It's cute though, but I wonder how it is on the parent side. It, you know? It's cute. I do always wonder until, that until you know, <laughs> until it's like eight hours later. And that's all you've dealt with. Like, oh, cool, you spilt a whole thing of syrup on the table. Adorable, love it. You know that kind of bullshit. <laughs> like, I'm sure you see people walk into the restaurant and you're just like, oh god, these people are gonna suck. Yeah. No. Um. When was it? I believe it was two days ago. Was it two days ago? Two days ago. <coughs> Norsar was kind of empty, and, like, there was this one table. It was two parents and, like, six kids, bro. Dude, those kids ran the restaurant. Well, I mean, those parents, those don't, they, they're too lazy to put on a condom. They're going to be too lazy to police those kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was something else my boss was saying, too. Dude, it was crazy. They were running all over the restaurant. They were just, like, yelling and stuff. You get me? And, like, I can't be the person to, like... Like, you uh, can't discipline someone's reprimand that child. Them. Yeah, I can't reprimand that child. Like, I, that's horrible. That's rude. You get me? At least that's the way I see it. You know, right. that's like something they're supposed to do. If they're not going to tell them to sit down and stop screaming, I'm not going to tell you to sit down and I stop I mean, you're screaming. just going to take that frustration. And you're just going to pour that into arena. You're just going to go find Rashala on, on God. and take off that, like, aggression. On... Oh, dude, I've been doing that recently. I've just been going to factory, blowing off steam. Like, it's just, it's almost all gone. Like, my whole stash is actually almost all gone. Well, now that everything's a dollar, you know, that's the nice thing about the end-of-life events is, like, everything's on fire sale. Your pixels mean nothing, and it's pretty much just practicing PvP at this point. Mm-hmm. So, when you... I'm pretty excited, though. When you were sick, was it, like, a lung thing? Was it, like, a head and body thing? Like, what kind of sickness did you incur during the holiday? Or was it just a sickness of Mariah Carey's shitty music? Mm-hmm. Definitely had that part with it. Definitely heard her song like 30,000 times, but no, mostly just like, I feel, I think it was a cold. I didn't get like crazy sick. I just had like a little minor congestion, slight cough. Uh, whenever I would talk, I would like, I hope this doesn't sound nasty, but like whenever I would talk too too long, I would feel like a, like a buildup in like my throat. Right. <clears throat> and I would always have to clear my throat. Like it would always like, 
I don't know if that makes sense. So how did you get around streaming with that? Were you like, did you just like have push to talk and you would just do that off the mic? Or would you just like give the people the full thing and just spit into a bucket while streaming? Nah, I think I, I think I did what I had. I had it for like three or four days, but I know I skipped the day in streaming. So I'm pretty sure for the first two, <clears throat> I was just clearing out my throat just normally. I had the sniffles and I was clearing out my throat like nothing. Yeah, I didn't have a headache or like eye pain or migraine or weakness, just common cold. I mean, it, it's definitely annoying when something like your voice is so pivotal to the things you do, whether it be a podcast or stream. And when that's affected, it's like, oh, I'm going to be at like 40% today. Hopefully the stream understands. Yeah, yeah. I mean, usually, though, the way I see it, sometimes if I can't really give it my 100%, and, like, I hope this doesn't sound, like, wrong, but, like, if I can give my stream my 100%, I kind of don't want to stream. No, I get that. I don't know if that makes sense. It's better to give them your full. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm too tired to talk or if I'm, like, not really feeling the game, I won't really force myself to do it because then it just doesn't feel like – it just doesn't feel like uh, like a stream, I guess. I don't know how to explain it. It just feels like – then it would just kind of feel scripted. I don't want it to feel scripted. So – with the dropping of Arena, were you in one of the first waves of people who got it, or did you have to wait? Uh, I was actually part of the first wave. Now, being part of that first group of people that got the game, did you get any unnecessary hate from the community when you were talking about it on Twitter or streaming it? Uh, I did. I did. Uh, I did. I was ready for it, though. A lot of... Uh, it was really weird to see like some of my... It was kind of like some of my own community. I didn't receive any hate from them, but they were just like, I, I felt the outlash, like the, the rage from them. Like, why do certain people have this and why don't we all have this? You get me? Right. Totally. Uh, like, there was people who were like, well, streamers got it. And I didn't get it. And it was just, yeah, I heard all sorts of crazy nonsense about it. Yeah. And then I go on Twitter and I'm like, I'm like, you know what? I played Arena. It's not the best, but the game works. And I'm happy I was able to play it. And I, like, thank you guys for at least including me in the first wave. And then you got like the the random like like the random bot accounts, like like zero followers. Like, guys, the account was made like two days ago. Like, yo, you're a BSG bot or like you're a BSG simp or whatever. And it's like, okay, like how? Every time or, I like, see those, I always wonder if like are those bigger people in the community who made like an alt account to do that. Because if this is some, like, random dude, why the hell would he have to make a side account to do that? Why wouldn't he just be crazy on main? That's what I was thinking. I swear I was thinking this yesterday. Was it yesterday or this morning? I was like, yo, somebody has to be. Or I think I was thinking there has to be someone, like, tied to a majority of those accounts. At least that's the way I feel. Unless it's, like, some stupid conspiracy in my head. Right. Because the Tarkov community is so silly because... They love what they love, but they hate what they hate, and they're very vocal. Oh, yeah. And the thing is, they're not very vocal about the things that they like. No. They're, they're, they're super easy to, to point out and talk about the things that they hate. You get me? Yeah. And, and that's it's so, like, so confusing. Like, if I was it's, Nikita, it's, I would be kind of pissed at the community, because you get people like Nice Guy who, like, go out there and they speculate all this stuff, and then when that stuff doesn't come to pass, people give hate at Nikita. He's like, I never put that out there. What? I never said that. 
Yeah, he's like, I never said that. Like, about what was it? I think Arena releasing the 16th or the 14th or something. Right. He never said that. But it was just like fair, a he say, she say thing. Nikita brings a lot of hate on himself with the things that he does. He doesn't need the extra help in that department. He, he does that. He does that. He got that. He knows what he's doing. Part of me thinks he likes it, though. Part of me thinks he likes getting the community all riled up because, you know, as long as people are talking about it, you know, all publicity is good publicity. And I guess, you know, having people pissed, especially a community that's famous for being pissed, it's kind of like, hey, what else is new? Yeah, that does make sense. It'll always keep like uh, it'll always keep the game in talk. It'll always keep the game in rotation, like in people's mouths, like whenever and they've gone through like, do you remember the what was it? The wiggle, the wiggle video. Oh yeah, that goat put out, and then no, uh, yeah, and then he got hate, and then he made a response video, and then him and One Peg were going at it, and then they were streaming together, and it, it was just really weird. Like some of the drama in the Tarkov scene seems almost staged. It was just like, so you guys were like at each other's throats, and now you just chilled and playing together. Now you guys okay, are just cool, whatever. Now you guys are just cool, right? I try to stay like, away from all it of is- it. It's so silly. Yeah, I mostly like I'm not really part of the drama. Like, I feel like I see something sometimes, and I'll probably just throw my little jab or like whatever. But like, it won't necessarily be a jab. It'll just be like I'm just throw my opinion here. But like, I'm just saying like everybody can say whatever. But this is just how I feel about it, and I- I'm gonna just leave it like that because I don't want to like I don't really like going back and forth. Like, hey, maybe you're right, right? But but sometimes you step in, it, and sometimes it's not even intentionally stepping in it. Sometimes you'll have some like super soft take, be like, "I think your pit's the best arena of the map," and then someone will be like, "Fuck you, it's bull," or, you know, some random shit. The next thing you know, it's like a twenty like response long thread, and you're like, "All I did was say one like very subpar thing." And they get to you, man. They're really, they're really. It's because I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes some people do be putting up some very, like, very, very good, like, like counters. Like, oh yeah. Like, okay, but if we do this like this, why don't we have this for an example like this? But some people have horrible takes. Like, Clean said something about removing jumping from the game. That's like, no offense to him, but that's horrible. That's a horrible. Right. Take. Like, yes, vaulting is cool. But, like, jumping was in there for so long, it, it would it would take away a lot of different play styles for people who have been playing the game. Granted, I know people are going to say the same thing about inertia. Be like, oh, when they added inertia, it changed the play style. So I, I can see both sides of the argument. But, yeah, the jumping mechanic is kind of ingrained in the game at this point. I will say, though, um, as much as I want to say that that is crazy, uh, he does have a point. And, like, I do actually agree with him. Like, and as somebody who does the bunny hop, like, all the time and does abuse it almost and every every time I play, I will say, like, it for the game that it is, when I thought vaulting was going to be introduced, I thought it was the game was going to turn similar into, like, Rainbow Six in the sense of, like, how movement was. Like, uh, you know how if you've played Rainbow Six, you can't jump on anything. Right. But you can vault on stuff. Because in EFT, necessarily, th- once they introduce vaulting, there's not really a need to jump. There's nothing you need to jump into. Anything could be vaultable. The rocks on Lighthouse, which are the most annoying, they can all be vaultable, uh, etc. Like uh, climbing over the rocks or climbing over something on reserve or getting over a hill or just something on woods, etc. Right. Like there's not really a need the only to jump. The real time I jump is like on customs when I'm jumping over that one wall, you know, from the, like the train <laughs> into like old gas I'm area. Like, yeah. 
Yep. I mean, just like you know, little shortcuts like that. That that's when I'm. That's when I use the jump, and that's just to get over stuff that vaulting is just not there for. But I will agree with Clean on one thing. Like wearing all that gear, like a bulletproof vest, armor, a weapon, ammo for said that shit is heavy. <laughs> it has to be. It would be very difficult to, to jump like that. Like unless you're Kobe, unless you're like LeBron James, even they would probably have difficulty jumping just a little bit wearing all that shit. Or wearing a like like actually wearing a Reese T and a Bralo and like trying to like bunny hop like that would be insane. You'd like fall through the floor. Oh, it would be it would be terrible. You'd break your ankle. Yeah. So Speaking of outrage, have you seen the new picture that released, I think today, earlier, of the new boss? Mm-hmm. It's like Bond's brother, they're saying. It's like Kalonsky or some weird shit like that. I don't remember his name verbatim. but it, I forgot, wasn't it? Was it like colonoscopy? Or yeah, something, something like no. that. And people are already like posting pictures of him looking like a thumb because he's bald. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, it is funny because I was talking to my friend. He's like, "Yeah, it looks like he has the same gun as Caban." He was like, "Well, actually, he's got a seven six two thirty nine gun, and Caban's got a seven six two fifty four. Like, I'm sorry, I asked. Fuck, I'm sorry. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see it. I see it. Yeah, yeah. I saw this guy. It looks like he has leg armor. Yeah, that's the first thing I. Noticed. I mean, he's got the knee pads. So I'm wondering. I'm curious if. Uh, that's coming with like the new armor hip. Is this or the you death know? Like, of maybe... leg meta? Is what I'm wondering. I hope so. Well, there's a new hitbox thing coming in, you know. Right, right. And I did. I was watching. Uh, I was scrolling through Reddit, and I saw somebody died. Like somebody was doing like on the ETS or whatever. Somebody died to Tagella, and their hitbox because they're introducing new hitboxes. He died to the right armpit. Ooh, interesting. And it actually yeah, said armpit because the, in the thing? Yeah, yeah, right armpit because he was wearing a Zabralo and the Zabralo doesn't cover your, your armpit. Interesting. That's actually pretty cool. And I'm wondering if um these new implications are going to be added on to Arena or if they're just going to leave Arena as is. Because Arena, for those of you who have played it and those of you who haven't, I think we can all agree it's not perfect. It's got some things that need adjusting, so I wonder if they're going to like hold off on those changes until they can fine-tune it, or if they're just going to throw these things directly into Arena and let things stick as they stick. I feel like they're just going to throw it there, if I'm being honest. Right. It, it, I, I, it looks like they're just going to throw it in there. I think it could help it, though. I think it could help it. Because, like, there's a lot of bullets that are just flesh rounds, you know? And, like, yes. with the recoil and the hit punch and everything, like, you're going to find yourself hitting maybe some, like, unarmored spots or something. Like, instead of a thorax, maybe, like, around the thorax or something. So maybe it could help. But I wouldn't really – excuse me. I wouldn't really count on it either. Right. So, But I could see it just coming into the white. So what is your take on – esports entering the Tarkov arena like we already have big name streamers signing to big name organizations like team solo mid just signed ragnar they just signed uh um, hyper rat and they have a whole team of big name streamers do you think this is good for the community do you think this is bad for the community like what's your take on the esports integration into tarkov i think it's good because uh i was saying this the other day uh i think it's good mostly because it's gonna help a lot of a lot of small streamers. It's gonna help a lot of smaller streamers. That's one, like within the Tarkov competitive scene, and it's gonna bring more light. It's gonna bring light, or at least create a competitive scene within the Tarkov space. Right. Like within 
because the combat in Tarkov is really what everybody likes. You know what I mean? Like, nobody, I don't know if there's really people that, I don't know, like, uh, <clears throat> when you play a raid, the thing most exciting about the raid is kind of like the PvP. And, like, to get it consistently that fast, like, get it in going, it's kind of like, it's pretty pog. It's a good thing. Um, now, about it being esports ready, uh, in its current state, definitely not, you know? Right. But, like I always said, with the proper love and taking care of it, it can definitely get there. See, my biggest thing with it is I love the fact that it's going to bring a whole different type of gamer to the Tarkov scene. You're going to get people from, like, the COD thing. You're going to get people from other games that are just going to play Arena. They're not even going to fuck with the main game because that's their dag. You know, they're those hard, sweat-type gamers. So it's good for the game in that regard. But the thing that could be bad is esports has a notorious history of gambling, and it has a horrible history of people throwing games. A good example is CSGO with, you know, Steel and all those guys cheating to lose after they put money on themselves. So my biggest fear in the Tarkov scene is going to be scenarios like that or people who are going to go the cheating route. Because, unfortunately, on the online scene, that's just something that exists in the main game, and it's only a matter of time before that happens on Arena. I know people are already, like, you know, saying they've experienced said cheats. The kill cam is a very nice introduction into Arena, because it does dispel a few things. You can see exactly where it does not lie. Is. Exactly. The kill cam does not lie. And I kind of hope... They add a kill cam into the main game for that reason. Because how cool would it be to if you catch somebody dead to rights and there's a kill cam and then you could just push a button that says save kill cam and send it into BSG. I wonder how they would implement that though. Yeah. You know? Only because like let's say if you're playing with a squad. Like see having that kill cam, it's kinda like it could be used as you're cheap. going against it could be used as intel for the uh, for your team, you know? True. Um, but so having TTV in your name, if you're streaming, they can just pull you up. So it goes... I, I get what you mean, because more like, a kill cam will be for every death, whereas a TTV, or they might not even be streaming, so you can't exactly pull them Yeah, up. it's kind of like, eh, maybe, maybe. But, and as for the, che the whole cheating thing, dude, that already happened. That already happened within, like, the whole streamer challenge thing. I don't know if you remember or if you saw that guy, like, suddenly toast or whatever. I like, I don't mean to, like, name streamers like that. But... And I saw the ban. I didn't follow up on it. And it's just, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to say definitively he was doing it because I haven't seen all the evidence. But it just makes me sad that somebody would do that during a tournament and, you know, with thousands of people watching. If he did do it, uh -huh. you know, it, it's one of those things where it feels like the integrity of Tarkov and just gaming in general is not what it used to be, which is disappointing. No, it's so weird now. Like it's, <clears throat> it's definitely competitive, but it's like so weird. Like people wouldn't care if they had to cheat to win. It's so weird. Like, and they're paying a like, lot of money for these cheats. Like I've heard people like I, I've, I've tried to get people 
who cheat on Tarkov onto the show. And it's very difficult because, one, they won't admit to it. And when they finally do admit to it, they don't want to be on a recording because they, you know, they don't want to be like, you know, they don't want to put themselves out there even with a voice changer because they're afraid their account's going to get banned and they're going to have to pay 35 more dollars to get a new account. GG's, GG's. Well, I mean, th- those guys, th- those guys are also weird at the same time, man. Because they're like, like they'll cheat, and like they're not even like that good at the game, but like they, they, they'll believe that they are. That's just, that's like a sickness, bro. Like they, they'll lie. Those kind of people lie, and to the point that they, like they themselves believe it. Well, it, it's like. It's hard not to feel that way if you're just dominating. Like, good example, like my kid, she swims with water wings and she thinks she can swim. And it's just like, you, you can't swim. Ah. You have this aim. Like, you, like, they build up this thing. Just like I'm sure when she's older and she, like, is going to ride a bike with training wheels, she's going to think she can ride a bike, like, perfectly. And then once those wheels come off, you know, because, like, even if you are a good gamer and you use those crutches, after a period of time, you're going to be dependent on those crutches, and it's going to start eating into your actual skill and mechanics of the game. So people who play that, and they're just like, oh, I just use radar, or whatever. It's like, yeah, but like that's completely defeating the purpose, and you're just ruining your yeah, like, game you're, sense. You're still using it. Like if you if you make yourself used to playing with it, like you can't really play without it. Like it's so weird, right? It's it's just sad. And then I know people who have gone the route of like, oh, I just cheat because there's other people who cheat, and I want to kill the cheaters. And be like, you've gone full circle. What's the point? That doesn't even justify it. <laughs> They'll think that they are right. It's so funny. It's like to me, gaming is a way to relax. It's a distressor from, like, work. Like, we were talking about going and dealing with people at the restaurant just being frustrated and then going into Tarkov and, like, you know, having a fat raid or two and then just having all that dissipate. That's what it is for me. It's a de-stressor. And then if you're pouring that kind of money, that kind of time, and that kind of effort just to have, a like, a synthetic gaming experience, is like, are you even reaching that means? Dude, have you seen like the like the Facebook posts, like the Facebook group groups or whatever on, of like EFT? I have heard like, of, some of them one time. I have not. I I've seen reposts and I've heard people talking about it, but I've never I've never done the dig. Dude, I seen someone. I seen someone post a loot haul, right? And he's like, he's like, yo, dead body, this, that, the third. But then if you zoom into the picture and you look all the way on the bottom. You could see the guy had ESP. You could see the ESP on the screenshot. <sighs> like it's like AK-104, 200 meters this way. P-22, whatever, this way, this way, this way. Like it's And it's just like... When it comes okay. to Tarkov, it's like every box, every loot is a mystery. And like, well, let's say you hit something huge. Like you find a GPU, you find a LEDX, you find a fucking ophthalmoscope. Like I love that rush. And if you just know, yeah. like, what enjoyment is left in the game other than just ruining other people's experience? Exactly. Like, today, actually, I pulled a green card. Today, I actually pulled a green card, and I was, I like, yeah, I was pretty excited about that. I was like, oh, shit, I pulled now, a green card. You found game wipes tomorrow, but... Was it in a place that they normally spawn, or was it, like, in some random-ass bag? It was in a pocket. That's so sick. And that spawn choice, that spawn chance is like what, like point zero five or some crazy low number. 
uh, it's low, but it wasn't a boss pocket, so like the chances were kind of like a little higher than normal. But it, it happened to me the same way, same same exact way last wipe. I killed Tegela, I ran at him, and then I searched him, and oh, look, guys, I found a green. So, for somebody who Last wipe, I was hyped about played it. played the game as much as you have, how many hours would you say you have in a Tarkov? Mm, I think... You can ballpark last it. Time I closed it the doesn't game, have I to think, be perfect. I'm, I'm definitely over 3,000. Okay, that's, that's a lot of time. And even when you pull things like that, you still get that rush. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's so funny. Yeah, it's crazy because I've been playing the game for so long, and I still get those like, I still get those like adrenaline rushes from like certain PvP fights. Like I'll fight a three man, and like my hands will be sweaty. If it's a good fight, like my hands will be sweaty, and like I'll have like my hands will be a little shaky after, and I'll be like, damn, like that was a good ass fight. See, like, the thing about Tarkov is it's so unique in that sense. Where how many games have you played? in your steam or whatever that you have that many hours in probably very few i don't think i have one man <laughs> so for a game that you've played more than any other game to still be surprised to still have that shock factor to still have that pucker factor like yes you know a lot about the game you have game sense you know everything about a map and you are still surprised on a regular basis by things like loot, things like, you know, changing the spawn spots of cases to, like, just where people d decide to play. It's, like, it's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's very rare to have that in a game. And it's something that's been attempted by things like Cycle Frontier, like DMZ, but it's never been replicated perfectly. And it's never been done the right way. And it's crazy. And I think it's mostly because a lot of games don't have that, uh, I feel like one, a lot of those games don't have the liberty that Tarkov has uh, in the sense of like customization and freedom. Right. Um, you can like your raid, your raid can go any way you want. Your raid can go as fast as you want it, as slow as you want it. Hell, if you want to prone across the map or whatever and like not fight a soul, oh, the worm loot, challenge. You yeah, if you want to do the worm challenge, do the worm challenge. Like, if you want to like, run on factory and die in that. 30 seconds, you're welcome to it. Yeah, like you're, the possibilities are endless, but then you have some of these games where like mm, they're kind of like one sided, like and then the risk the risk to reward factor isn't really that high, right? So your adrenaline isn't really that pumping, you know? Like when I got my slick on and I got my Reese T and I get shot in the head and it bounces, I'm like, Woo! I'm up now. Do, like that's why I wear a brain bucket. Do you think? that Tarkov is going to have integration with Arena where they will have, like, dailies be like, win two Arena matches? Or do you think that they're going to do anything like that that's going to try to bring people from the Arena aspect into the main game and vice versa? Uh, they should. They should. Uh, I played, like, Hired Ops, and Hired Ops has that. They have, like, little daily challenges, weekly challenges and stuff, and it'll be, like, kill... 20 enemies using this class or kill 10 enemies using this weapon uh flash this many people right see or play this many games i i love how the game is getting deeper with the thing with the introduction of arena i just wish they would go certain routes with it like i wish they would have arena offline mode where you could have a practice where you could have a one-on-one -on -one fight against the boss of your choice 
So that way you could practice boss fights. Things like uh, that. You could learn cool. the AI. Yeah, like just have an AI. Yeah. Or how fun would it be to be like, hey, we're going to do an offline raid and I'm going to be Killa. I'm going to have Killa's kit. I want to see what it's like to be Killa and I'm going to see if you can kill me. That, that, that would be pretty dope. That would be an arena, though, right? Yeah, is, that, like, is that what we're talking about? Like, have about? an arena yeah, offline, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, you and your friends versus, like, CPs. Like, how fun would it be to be like, all right, it's us five versus the goons, Sanitar, and, I don't know, fucking Rashala. Or, or just being able to pick to, to like pick and play as, like, one of those NPCs as well would be pretty cool because then you have their HP. Right? Just, like, have, like, an Iron Man mode like they did in Halo. Like, everyone versus one, only the Iron Man is Killa. Ah, Halo, man. Good times. Yeah. Good times. See, it's crazy how I haven't played Halo in a very long time, but there's certain nostalgia that will always be tied in with Halo. Like, I don't really like Halo Infinite. I was more of a console boy when it came to Halo, but anytime I hear the music, anytime I see, like, the gameplay, or anytime I think of PvP, that's one of the first games that comes to mind. It's just got a special place in my heart. And nostalgia is undefeated. <laughs> like, nostalgia can never be beat. Halo... I think it's Halo... Is it Halo 3? Or Halo... T Halo 2 multiplayer was, like, insane. Oh, yeah, that was the one where you could, like, dual wield. That one was insane in the game modes like, like capture the flag king of the hill you know like the the skull ball mm -hmm. you had to carry around mm -hmm. like i'm hoping that arena introduces all, things all of that. like that like a capture the flag would be sick in arena or a um you know an all versus one king yeah. of the hill would be cool or king of the hill yeah yeah that would be pretty cool i hope they do more i hope to see them do more like uh at least for more casual game modes. I was they only dropped it with a rank mode, yes. which is a little strange. I wasn't a really big fan of that, but I guess if, it, if they're just there to like test things out, it does say coming soon for the data. unranked mode. So that that is on the pipe. But you know, BSG they put stuff out there, and who knows when it'll get done? Like people waited years for streets, and people waited years for oh, arena, man. and that was why a lot of people were you know super mad when EOD didn't get immediate access, and even some people were asked for a refund. Well, those refunds were honored. I don't know because like. You know, yeah. you got like 8,000 hours in a game and then you ask for a refund. It's like, what are you talking about? Like, why would you want a refund after you've played the game for literally like, <laughs> what, like right. like six months time? Yeah, it, it, it's kind of nutty. See, the thing about a Tarkov is even before the esports aspect of the game, people have built their entire livelihoods off of this game. People, you know, have made their entire online identities around this game. You know, like, it's crazy to think that one game can help somebody get to those levels in life. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I always, like, I wonder, man, like, it's, and it's, it's, it's so cool. Because, like, um, I will say, like, uh, when I started streaming, I believe, what, like, two years ago, I ended two years ago with like 300 i was looking at my recap and i ended my first year streaming with like 200 and 370 something followers that was how i ended 2022 right and i'm ending 2023 with about 1.8 like i'm entering the new year with about 1.8 and it's a blessing just from like how it's not like i make my livelihood from this that? game 
but it's 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 awesome to see like damn like i can play this video game and like people actually people actually like to watch me play the game you know like it's pretty it's it's a nice genuine feeling like i'm still getting used to it like even if it is just 20 people or 20 30 people whatever like it's still people like how often does it hit you that that many people came in that many people hit that button and that many people enjoy watching you do what you do it's a good feeling every time but uh when was it that i thought about it i think it was one time that i was just spamming labs and i just kept dying and i just died every time and like my chat was just willing to give me money like like rubles like they were just like yo put this up and like it showed me like, damn, like these guys actually want to watch me play because right. I told them if I run out of ruble, I'm not going to play because I don't have I don't have money and I don't want to go loot. So they're willing to give me all of their cash that they've grinded for just to just to watch me just fall over on the lap. It's like, damn, that's cool. Like, I, I like that. That's that's respect. Like, that's awesome. So how- but I also see it as like, like even <clears throat> and I tell this to my friends, too, like. Like, even if it is, like, even if you're ending your stream with, like, 10 people, 9 people, just imagine 9 people wanting to sit in a room with you just to talk to right. you. Just imagine that. And those are 9 people that could be doing literally anything else, but they're choosing to spend that time but, with you. Like, there's a lot of other things on Twitch. There's a lot of things on TV. There's a lot of things outside. But those people chose to spend that time interacting talking and hanging out with you and that's fucking dope yep yeah it's definitely crazy when you put it in perspectives like that because it's so easy just to see the number and just associate because oh it's like you know it's just 20 people it's like what are you talking about that's huge what do you mean just 20 people (laughs) yeah no that's a lot of people bro like that like imagine fitting 20 people in your room yeah just throw 20 people in your room. He's sick. It, it, it's one of those things where the gaming space has changed so drastically from when we were younger to see where it's at right now and to see like potential of it is just so cool to see. So with that being said, for somebody who streams, has streaming affected your relationship with gaming? Do you find gaming to be more stressful now? Do you find gaming to be more enjoyable now? Like, how does the interaction of monetization and having that, like, factor play, how does that affect you and your relationship with gaming? Mm, that's a very good question. I don't, I don't think it, I don't think it has. Not necessarily. Because, like, well, in a way that, like, I don't really enjoy other games anymore other than just EFT. Right. You know, like sometimes like, like I like, yeah, I don't really enjoy other games other than EFT. And I think that happened because when I first started streaming, I first started like my first game of choice was EFT. And I did do it from like my beginner steps. Like I took my baby step streaming. Like I learned how to, I learned how to play the game on stream. I was, that was my thing. Like I was a noob. So picking up the steps and like just learning the game and everything, it kind of like, it showed me when I play a PVP game, I come from like Siege and like, uh, I played like PUBG as well and stuff like that. Like Battle Royale. Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, when it came, when it came to this, it was like, damn, this is, this is what I look for in a PVP game. 
Like, if I'm going to go fight people, this is what I'm looking for. This adrenaline rush, this, like, oh, my God, like, if I die, I'm going to lose my gear. Like, because more or less back then, like, I had that, like, gear attachment. So, like, that, not, like, necessarily gear fear, but, like, I knew what I had, and I was a little scared to lose it. Like, so, like, my fights were, like, a little more cautious, more longer than they had to be, right. you know? That being said, like, I still I still do my, my little bit of gaming off stream, you know? Like, I have my Xbox in my room, and I have my Switch as well, you know? I'm, like, really big into, like, uh, The Legend of Zelda. Like, I'm oh, big on Zelda. Such a classic series. Such a really mm -hmm. fun, awesome series. And now with the newer ones, you can customize pretty much whatever you want. You can put jets, and you can make mechs and all sorts of crazy nonsense. Like, what's not to love? I, that one, I haven't really gotten too into that one i will say i do own it i do own it i did also buy two copies of breath of the wild when it came out i bought a physical copy and a digital copy i have a uh, the physical copy still like new and then i have a digital copy on my thing but ocarina of time that's that's Such the one for me one. like i can do it i can play that one over and over and over like to me that's that one is like probably one of the best games in the world speaking if of I had nostalgia to be my god like, yeah, like, just reliving that. It's amazing. And there's so many things that you can go do. You want to go catch the biggest fish in that fucking pond? Go catch the biggest fish. You want to go kill all the little golden skulls? Go kill all the gold spiders. Like, yeah. there's so many things in that game. It's it's a very deep that game, game. For its time, I believe the game came out in 1998 or 97. And, like, that game, for its time... It was so ahead, bro. You have no idea behind 3D animations, yes. behind like the open world scheme. They had an open, it had a working day and night cycle, quest line, side quest. The end like, made open world a living, viable thing for so many people. Like, I know PlayStation did it with Final Fantasy before, but a lot of people didn't have the PlayStation. The N64 was probably the most sold console in that era. And it made gaming just, it opened so many doors. I know people who only mm -hmm. games they played before that were like Pac-Man or a Super Nintendo, like Donkey Kong, the N64. I still have my controller. Oh, it's such a great system. I still have my controller. It's a great controller, actually. It's so old, though. Like, you can tell. Like, it's, like, like beige, like, around the sides and stuff. Right. It's faded. It's but I still have it. It's OG. It's on there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's still there, you know? And it probably still holds its peace, you know? It hasn't fell or anything. Right. But the 64 is a legendary console, bro. Oh, the, the 64 is one of those systems that, if you were not old enough to play it, you... Ugh. I would say go go play one, but you know kids today are so spoiled. They'd be like, the graphics suck, or you know they they would find the graphic something to bitch about. The gameplay loop is boring. Like, dude, Super Mario sixty four, Golden Eye, Donkey Kong, Mario uh, Mario Kart sixty four, and then you had Majora's Mask, Ocarina of Time, ever like oh my yes. god. Or Pokemon Stadium, you know, yes. like all of these games, they're so good, bro. You could so put your classic. Game Boy cartridge in, and you could play Pokemon Stadium with your Pokemon that you have been grinding with since. Oh yeah, school. with the one that you, yeah, yeah. I forgot what was that called. It was like a ROM pack or yeah, something, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Cool. Damn. 
Okay. Gaming, man. Gaming. It, Gaming has evolved. The funniest Crazy thing to see where we came from. About like where we came. being a little older, like 30s, is you were at the ground of gaming. Like, pretty much from the original Nintendo, a little too young for Atari, all the way up to current days. And then you get these younger kids who are just coming up in the scene saying, you're too old. Like, bitch, I've been here since day one, practically. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I've been doing this, man. Right. That's my respect your oh, elders man. thing. That's when I feel like an old fuck. We're like, I'm older than the internet. Oh, man. Fuck that. Right. I'd say it doesn't even matter, bro. Right. No. Fuck them. It, it, they're always going to say whatever they're going to say. This is very true. And it's just so cool thinking back on what we used to have to what we have now with games like a Tarkov, games like a <laughs> the day before. I'm gonna laugh. I'm like oh, I couldn't even man. hold a straight face saying that fucking thing. Dude, what happened there? Dude, what happened you there? You know, it it I heard it was a what scam for a very long time. <laughs> and then like looking back, people made videos of like all the assets that they took. From other games to make their trailer. Because the game had an amazing trailer. And then it got picked apart. And it's just like, I don't know if they just released this game to make money to pay off debt that they incurred. But they're refunding everything. So I can't tell if it was just a scam or they were just incompetent and they didn't know how to run a business. Because it's either, I don't, honestly, I don't know what's worse. <laughs> Dude, honestly. So when I first heard of that game, I think I heard about it like, maybe i think like a year or two ago but like i didn't really hear much i just heard the name i, I don't think i saw the trailer i just heard about it uh recently when the game was like gearing towards release was when i'm like oh like this is this this is the shit somebody else was talking about okay right. and then comes release and it's uh it was a buggy a mess. mess but granted they were saying this was a beta so you know like oh i like i i didn't buy the game i watched people play it and i didn't have the highest of expectations i figured like oh this is just early stage they're gonna fix their stuff and then you know four days later they pack it up it's like what that was crazy just giving up like that is insane but I was telling my friends, because my friend had expectation for the game. He, did, By the way, he did not have the game, so he didn't know what he was working with. I don't have the game either, but I was watching streamers play it, and it looked like, to me, it had potential. like an empty division. It looked like it, looked like it had potential. Fucked Daisy. <laughs> yes, but the thing was, it just, it looked too, like, it looked too hollow. Right. The quests were very repetitive, yes. you know, and, like, nothing really led to... Nothing led to to nothing. Right. It, <laughs> nothing led to it anything. If it was done correctly, it could have been a very fun experience. Like it, like the zombies. It didn't feel like there was enough zombies. Like the weird glitches where people's heads would turn into like you know four hundred times their normal size, and you could see them across the map. They looked like an Attack on Titan face. Like there was, and it had a hitbox that was huge. So you could kill somebody yeah. from like across the map. There was just so many weird things about the game where it's just like I'm surprised they even put this out as a beta but i mean we all kind of saw where this was going when especially when yeah i love how they put I out mean, that they were gonna make content for the game forever and then two days later they, they closed the shop they just packed it up they just gave up they were like oh we can't do this no more we don't have the money but after everybody just gave them like 14 mil or something i think they generated like 14 million they were charging 40 dollars a pop that was just not a cheap yeah. price 
there's no way. And they said that they were going to fix it. And then they, they, my friend said something about it in the Discord. They posted about that they were going to make changes and they were going to help. And then they just started deleting stuff and deleting stuff. Yeah, and they then deleted out of nowhere, their entire like, nope. social footprint. They but got rid of everything. Yeah, and the weird thing is, IGN not gonna make us forget. They keep like the, that gaming company poured a lot of money into IGN for promotion, so IGN was constantly pushing this game, and then it just tanked like immediately. So it's like, did they just spend all this Dude, money to had, pump this game on IGN so more people would buy it? And they, they paid. Rumbled? They pulled. They they paid money to get uh, advertising advertising on Times Square. They had advertising on Times Square. You know that wasn't cheap either. That was expensive as That's hell. That's not cheap, man. That's got to be a lot of money. But it's on IGN. I like. I grew up like with like like Game Informer mags and like yeah. watching reviews as a kid, like of games, like whenever I bought them. And I, I've the seen TV all my show before. and that was on the air. Oh man, yeah, that's that's a throwback. I, I want to get back to that. I actually want to get back to that. Funny memories with that, but it's just crazy to see. Like, um, fuck, I, I lost my chain of thought. I lost my chain of thought. I'm sorry. Advertising in Times Square. Up. Things like that. They they poured all the money into the game. Oh, oh. yeah. I've never seen. I'm so sorry. I've never seen a game score lower than like a four. Right. And that game scored a one. <laughs> and that that game managed to score a one. And the and the word after because usually like it'll say like four bad glitchy buggy or it'll say like just like uh, nine really good. But it just said one, and it just said flat out horrible, like just horrible. That's a uh, like horrible from launch, like horrible bugs, glitches, horrible this, communication that, too, with the staff. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I will like I I like Tarkov, but I don't like BSG. Like I think BSG is probably one of the worst communicating companies there is out there. They're really bad at talking to their player base. They just put out vague statements. And the day before, their staff, they did kind of the opposite. They were very vocal, but they painted everything incorrectly. They made it sound like everything was sunshine and rainbows until they closed shop. So it's like, I don't know. Did you <laughs> Did you see their tweet like when they like closed up? Oh, like when they said shit they happens. Dude, what happened? Yes, you can't say that. There's no way. When I saw that, I I was like, oh my god. I was sitting, I was laying down on my couch and I was on Discord. I have like a wireless mic and I was sitting down and I was like, I was laying down on my couch and I was just trying to read into it as much as I could. And I was telling my friend that he's like, why are you so? He was like, why are you so like? Like, why are you reading into this so much? Like, it's a scam. That's it. And I'm like, yeah, but it's just so crazy that they that so somebody would do this to say something like it, it. Almost felt like when Logan Paul <laughs> dropped Crypto Zoo, you know, and all those people who like lost a shit ton. Of oh money, my god, it yeah, felt like something he would say, like, yeah, it didn't work out. Shit happens. Like, it felt like something yeah. that he would have put out there. It's just like, my god, like you guys aren't even pretending to be professional anymore. Like the PR just said, fuck it. Like, it doesn't, like, nothing else matters, bro. You're refunding but and you're, like, deleting your social footprint. The thing is that they're good game developers and they want to work in this industry. What game developing company is going to look at them and be like, oh, yeah, these guys deserve a second shot or we should hire this guy? You know, when they're putting shit out like that, it's like, oh, so not only did this project fail, but you don't give a fuck that it failed. 
and I'm wondering too, do they have a history of like any other projects? Have they dropped anything else other than the day before, or has that been like the um, only thing that they've I been hyping for like the last? That they there was something, but I don't know all the details. And I did hear hear that all of their assets are changing names to something called Eight Point Studios. So I'm not gonna buy anything from Eight Point Studio. Or I'm gonna. They're not getting my money. Yeah, like unless. It releases, they put out another game, and it's successful after, like, six months, then maybe I'll bite. But, yeah, like, it's one of those things where anything that anybody tied to that game puts out, I'm going to be very hesitant in the future. Like, I didn't buy no, the day is, before, but I wanted to because I was, I was curious. I wanted to bite, and then I didn't even get a chance to. I was threatened. I, I was so, like, I was actually, like, too, I was so close to buying it knowing how horrible it was. Just for content. Just to see. Just to see, like, how bad it really was. And looking back at it now, since Steam did force everybody to get a refund at the ending of the day, I should have gotten it. I should have gotten to experience it. It, it would have been uh, hilarious. It's one of those things where it I could guess have been like a cult classic movie. It could have been so bad that it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess... I guess I won't. I won't get to experience it. But here's a question: Do you think that they deserve a second chance? Only if they have like a real big name studio overlooking their stuff. Like I don't think that they on their own deserve another shot. I think if they're gonna get another shot, they need a handler. They need another company to keep them in check because. Like I was saying, like I'm not sure if this was a rug pull or if they're just inept. Like maybe they're just terrible at doing business. Maybe they're really bad at balancing the books. So I do think that if that's the case, they do deserve another chance, but with better help and with a company that actually knows what they're doing, like overseeing the project. Yeah. But on their I'd own, agree. no, absolutely not. No, not at all. It's just like uh, like when they did that like GTA trilogy remaster. Um, I don't know if you remember it. It was made by like Grove Street Games oh, or whatever. Yes, yes I... they are never getting another chance at touching a GTA no, game ever again. Unfortunately, absolutely not. But... And speaking of GTA, did you hear about the kid who who leaked all that shit? How he was able to hack into Rockstar with a Fire Stick? The Fire, fire stick, stick remote in his phone. Yup, that's crazy. It's yeah. I'm telling you, kids are smart, or whatever people do, man. People are smart. People know what they're doing and how they're doing it. Yeah, it's, it's insane what you're able to do with so yeah. little, which makes me <laughs> – it's like watching those kids Technology. in the Olympics who are 16 and you're like, how are you the best in the world at this? And it, when I stand up too fast, I almost black out. Like, what the fuck? Dude, I just told that to my coworker too. I actually just told that to my coworker because I do – I suffer from like uh, like low iron or whatever. Yeah, yeah that's So like iron. when I bend down, when I – yeah, so, like, when I bend down and, like, I get up really fast, like, my vision gets, like, a little dark or whatever, and, ugh, that shit's so See, ass, This is bro. the shittiest so part ass. about getting older, because things like that are pains. You have to wonder, is like, oh, God, is this forever, or is this just for right now? Is this, like, going to be a condition oh for the God. rest of my life? Is my shoulder always just going to suck? No. Oh, <laughs> I, I slept wrong the other day. I, like, I slept in, like, a weird position, I guess, the other day. And, like, my lower back was just killing me. And I had off, I think, for, like, three days. And let's say I got the back pain on a Tuesday. I refused to take the Advil until Thursday. Right. 
right? And I, I was just like, nah, it's going to go away. I was like, nah, it's, it's going to go away, you know? Like, I'll let it go away naturally. And then I took the Advil on Thursday, and it went away in like an hour. And I was just like, damn it, man. Yeah. Somebody, I think when I told my mom, my mom was like, getting old sucks. It really she does. She was like, getting old sucks, doesn't it? And I was like, yeah, get in there. It, it, it's one of those things where you never think it's going to happen to you. And then it does, and it fucking sucks. And you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Like, next thing you know, like, and this year went by so fast. So, like, I'm not even surprised. Like, this year went like a breeze. Right. Like, stupid fast. So, and that's when you're gaming, with this kind of stuff, do you find yourself gravitating more towards, like, standing when you play? If you have a standing desk, do you find yourself, like, getting more comfortable chairs for ergonomics? Like, do you find yourself doing more things to accommodate yourself getting older so you're more comfortable? Hmm. I prefer, I definitely prefer a chair. But, yes, I have noticed, like, um, so I always used to sit with like my legs crossed right uh when I play uh now I can no longer like I no longer really do it I guess because it's like really uncomfortable for like my legs now so like what I do now is like I have like a little I bring down my chair like I'll like bring it down a little and then I have like a little uh what's this called not a stool like a little step thingy okay and I just throw it under my desk and I'll throw like one foot on it and like I'll show my other foot off it, you know, just to gain like that little leverage, I guess. Yeah, you get the blood flow but, a little bit because there's nothing worse than having your leg fall asleep than you try to stand on it and you fucking collapse. Yeah, bro. And like, dude, yeah, I don't know if you like if you've ever gotten it, but like uh, sometimes at night while I'm like while I've been sleeping, I'll get like a cramp like behind my calf. Oh, yeah, that shit sucks. Or, like behind my thigh. Oh my god, bro, those are the worst, bro. Especially when it those wakes you up. Those are the ones that still make me, like, yeah, they make me miss living with my mom, bro. I swear to god, like, when I used, like, when I used to get them, when I used to live with, when I used to live with her, I would always just scream for her. Mom! Mom! Dude, that shit hurts. <laughs> that shit Shit's sucks. Bad. Yeah, I, I, it's one of those mm-hmm. things where it's, like, potassium deficiency, so anytime that happens, I'm just like, I gotta eat bananas, because this shit's horrible. I don't want this to happen anymore. And it always happens at the worst possible time. Like, you're asleep, and you're having the best sleep, and you have to be at work in, like, three hours, and then it happens, and now you can't go back to sleep. Or you're trying to pick something up, and then all of a sudden, guess what? <laughs> like, that kind of shit sucks. I think... I think the last time it happened to me, I was like waking up to go. To, I had to wake up to go to an airport. I think I was going to go to California that day. I think that was the last time it happened, like two years ago. I think haven't had it happen. Hadn't had it. I haven't had it happen since. But now that we're like, talking uh, about since, it, it's probably going to happen as soon as this conversation ends. It's probably going to happen tonight. Yeah, but it's okay. I'm off tomorrow, so if it can happen, it's if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. So, are you taking time off for the upcoming wipe? Or are these days off just, like, falling into place perfectly? Um, no, I'm not taking time off. Um, I'm hoping that it falls in line with my schedule. So I'm expecting the game to wipe tomorrow morning, if I'm being honest. Okay. Well, everything's uh, I'm a dollar tomorrow. right now. That's usually a very good sign. It's either going to be today or tomorrow or the next day. Yeah, so I'm expecting. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping servers go down tonight for maintenance, and then they say that there's a wipe in the morning. I could fuck with that, and then I'll grind like my level what 
I'll probably grind to like level 18 or 20 today, first day, and then like space out the rest. Cause I work tomorrow, like after Thursday, Thursday, I work in the morning. Okay. So I kind of have it already like planned out in my head. I saw like, I know I sound like a little freak or whatever, but like it's why it's wipe week. Like everything you got to catch up. You got to, you got to start doing everything again. And how many wipes I'm, have you done already? Like what wipe was this going to be? Or have you lost count? No, this is my this was my third one. Okay. So very very accomplished then if like if, if it's only your third wipe and you already have things down to that kind of science. That's fucking awesome. Mhm. I was I was kind of like carried by like like my friends knew the game and like uh I have one friend actually his name is Penguin that I would actually like to give him a shout out while I'm here. Oh, absolutely. You know. Um he he's my goat that guy was like my wiki bro like when i first started streaming like uh one of my friends introduced me to him and like me and him just clicked and like he was like one of my only chatters and like every time i had a question he always answered like he helped me with my shoreline quest he helped me with my customs quest he gave me like tips like that guy he was one of the people that like gave me he gave me the knowledge that i have in the game I will say I think we my other friends have, gave me the play style that I have. I think we all have that one person who was our unofficial Sherpa because this game is so unforgiving to people who are brand, brand new. I think we all have that one person that helped us through. And those who don't either end up super amazingly cracked or they quit. Dude, seriously, man. Seriously. A lot of my friends usually like end up quitting. Like uh, everybody, you got everybody hyped up, wipe day, everybody wants to play. Yeah, yeah. And then everybody plays like the first three days. And then you got like that one group that like, you know, like they're like the diehard Tarkov players. And like they're like, what, three days into the wipe, they're level 33. And then everybody kind of like the other people from the group kind of lose motivation. Right. Because at the same time, like they're asking you, they're like, yo, can you help me do this quest? And you're like, oh, I just it's like, I already did Pocket Watch. Fuck so that. <laughs> yeah. Like I just, I just did customs. I don't want to go back to customs. I don't have to go back to customs, you know? Right. And it's just so fucked, but it's always, I don't know. I'm hoping extracts that kill the new player base because there's no map. Mm-hmm. It's not super easy to find it, especially if it's a random one, like, you know, hole between the rocks. Like, where the fuck is that? Like, so unless you are like determined to learn Tarkov or you have somebody showing you the ropes, like it's very like sink or swim. And most people sink. Dude, it was, it was very hard for me to, I will say when I first started streaming, I had one monitor. So listen to this. I would be playing. Listen to this. I'd be reading chat off my phone, right? I'd be reading chat off my phone and I would be uh, playing Tarkov, obviously on the main monitor. And I would also be alt tabbing to look at the map. (laughs) Like, can you believe that? I'd be alt tabbing to look at the map. I'd be alt tabbing to look at my friend's screen and stuff like that. The cool thing about suffering like that is doesn't it give you so much more of an appreciation for your setup now? Yeah, yeah. I look at my clips back, uh, and I tell my chat this all the time. Like, I look back at like the way I used to play, how I used to play, um, and and like how I am now, and it's just like, yo, that's crazy. Like, I've I've actually come a long way. But I actually found my first Tarkov clip, which was July fifth, twenty twenty, two thousand twenty two. That was my first Tarkov clip ever, and. I guess that, that that must have been my first wipe, but 
I remember I got a kill and I had a Keter on me and an M700. And I remember my friend telling me, just because Tarkov gives you the liberty, again, I was new, just because Tarkov gives you the liberty of bringing in two guns doesn't mean you should bring in two guns. Right. You know? So I'm over here spinning circles on a dude, like running around him like, I was laughing at it, actually, because I was like, wow, man, like, I was always meant to just W key. Like, I was meant to just W key in this game from, like, day one. Like, that was just always my thing, just, like, running at people. I think everybody has their first kill in that game as a special place in their heart, especially because the first kill is usually not on your first raid. It usually takes a little while to get it. Like, I'll never forget mine. I had an SKS on customs, and I hit some guy trying to run uh, to an administrative gate. And I was like, I had a double take. <laughs> I didn't think I killed him. I was like, did he, is he prone? Did he fall? Like, did I kill him? And then, you know, I got out, and I was like the happiest I had been for like that whole week. <laughs> it's the little things in this and, game. And like, it, it really is the little things, man. Like, I was laughing for about an hour the other day. Uh, I was playing Factory, and I ran into one of my friends on Factory, actually, and, and my friend killed him. And there was a Timmy. He was holding a Timmy hostage in, like, Gate Zero, right? Nice. He was making the Timmy shoot him with a pistol in the face, and my friend had, like, a, a Tagila face mask on. He wasn't dying. Uh, I go to tell the Timmy, like, yo, I'm here to save you, right? And, like, he's hiding behind a box, and he sees me, and it's so funny because of, like, the PMC movement. So, like, He's in, he's like behind the box and he looks at me and then he like, he comes out, but then he goes back in, but then he, he comes back out and like, he takes like a little double take, like a, like he took like a double take, like I'm going to go into the box. Nah, I'm going to come back out. And I was genuinely going to give him my gear. I was going to give him my stuff. Right. And I saw him aim the pistol. I saw him aim the pistol. <laughs> I, I put him down and I was just laughing for an hour because my friend was like, it's like he saw you juiced up and he like he just couldn't control himself. Like <laughs> and just hearing that, it was just so funny. He just couldn't control himself. It's so true. It's funny because you're just gonna give him all your shit either way. I was gonna give it to him. He just I was gonna give it to him. But he he was just being held hostage by another juicer. He's like, I can't trust people with gear. Yeah. I've I've been running around factory recently and like there's been like now is like obviously now you're running into like geared kids or whatever, yes. but like the last couple of days, like, you run into, like, a naked or whatever, and, like, I've been running in there, like, Brawlo Reese T or, like, Brawlo together for, like, the last two or three weeks already. Right. So, like, I run in there, and I see a Timmy. I just tell him, just stop. Just let it go. Like, come on. Let's go. Right. There's, like, like five let's, minutes let's go left. Do something. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Like, like let's let's go do something together. Like, you're not, you're not going to, excuse me, you're not going to kill me, and I don't want to kill you. Right. And nobody's tasking right now. Mm-mm. So who gives a shit? Just go have fun kind of thing. So speaking of just having fun, with Arena, what kit is your go-to kit to start? Are you the flechette kind of guy? Are you an MP5 W keyer? Like what is your kit for the first level of Arena? <laughs> okay. So with that, uh, I kind of got to like – I got to give a little bit of uh, variety though. Right. Because when I first started, I played day one. Like I told you, I was part of the first wave. I played wave one. I played day one. I played day two. I skipped day three. And I skipped day four. That being said, I chose the scout class. Uh, that was the Keter class. I started with the Keter. Right. 
and uh, I got it all the way up to the PvP class, the PP19 with the PvP. That was the class I was excited for because I wanted to grind for the Vow. My favorite gun in the game is the VSS. Well, that that gun melts. Uh, like I don't blame you for that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rapid fire, and it's just really good, and it's accurate um, too. Mm-hmm. Because it's because it's so fast. But after I was like, you know what? Ah, uh, I think like when I came back day. No, I skipped day three and I came back day four. When I came back day four, I was like, you know what? I don't want to grind this class anymore. This class has a hex grid and a Reese T with a with a SA fifty eight. I do like me some Reese T's and I do love SA fifty eights. So why not? I switch over to that class and I'm just getting annihilated by like all of these other classes. Like the matchmaking was just pairing me against people not against the same caliber of my kit, and I was just getting slammed. Right. But I will if the classes do stay the same. I would probably go with the CQB class, probably for the hex grid and the SA58. Uh, play more of a tank, you know? Right. Play more tank, and plus you have M61 in there. Now, so do you, you should think that arena should be balanced off of strength of kits or rank of player or a combination of the two because i do see that you know when you're first starting out you're at the d plus kit if you have eod if not you're at the d like you know tier list but you could be playing up against somebody who's like halfway down a certain tree when you have a tier one kit and i hear a lot of people complaining about going up against altons and things like that now do you think it should be based off of strength of kit strength of player or a combination of the two i think there should be probably a combination of the two but i have really heavily on the gear score there should be a gear score because i notice on the top left of whenever you pick a class there's these points they're they're called they're like meta points or some shit like that right uh some classes are like 450 some are 220 some are 100 and there has to be some something implemented where a team at one rank like, so to say, if you're at the A rank, your team can accumulate a total of 4,000 meta points. And all of these Alton and Reese T classes, they all cost uh, 1,000 or something, you know? Right. So I, I don't know if, if like, I'm kind of making sense. I hope I am. In my head, I am. No, you're making like, sense. Like, there has to be, like, a gear score. Like, there has to be – because right now the problem with the game is that there's no gear disparity. So like I could be I could I could boot up the game right now on a fresh account and I could have to go against like Reese T's and Alton's. And that's not fair to me. Like that's just the matchmaking. That's just how it is. Because the current matchmaking isn't really involving, I believe, uh it's not really taking like MMR or anything into play. Right. At least not yet. I wish I was fighting players for me you what your teammates are picking. Because like let's say everyone on your team is going shotgun. It'd be nice to know that. Be like, okay, we don't need another shotgun. Like, you know, but you just, yeah. you just pick your class and you just get thrown into the mix. So, you know, you could have a super unbalanced team like, oh, great, we're all sniping. This is going to go horribly. Yeah. I mean, and like, you won't really know because you can't really talk to them like in the pregame lobby, not like CS or like in Valorant. Can't be like, yo, go smokes, go smokes, or like, yo, go defense, go tank. Right. You know? Oh, so, I don't know. Those are, that's probably a, that's a, that's a very actually good question, man. I didn't really notice that for the people solo queuing and stuff. Oh, solo but queuing is a nightmare in every game. To, <laughs> I was just about to say that shit has to be brutal, man. Especially in a game like fucking Arena, bro. 
Yeah, especially because, you know, the people who are playing together are talking over Discord, and they're not going to use the, like, the crappy in-game VoIP unless they're going to be, like, talking shit to you <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, it, it would be nice, too, if you could make custom kits. Like, if you had, like, X amount of dollars and you could buy a kit and build your own kit because, you know, they come with pre, like, pre-sites and things like that and if you don't like that site then you just your only option is to take it off before the round it'd be cool if they're like these are the sites that are available to you pick what you want or oh you can yeah. take no meds but you can take an extra grenade like in csgo you can buy everything from the from the beginning and the cool thing about that is your kills affect your economy so let's say you ace and around. An ecosystem. yeah you can buy an op you can buy a sniper from the next round whereas in arena it's like you could you can get an ace and it's just like it affects nothing until the end when it comes to your experience the xp no not even that bro not even that i actually uh i saw no, no. I saw Frank J posted a screenshot. He got 12 kills. He was a top fragger, uh, and he got two captures. He had 7,800 XP. Meanwhile, the guy below him had six kills, no captures, and he had 7,100 XP. Oh, see, that's a bummer. Where is that? How was the XP calculated? Yeah, that seems kind of funny because I was playing with my friend yesterday, and he was like second from the bottom. And he got the same amount of XP as I did when I was second from the top. And I was just like, well, I mean, I had four extra mm-hmm. more kills than you, but I guess I, we won. I guess that's enough. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that is a like, little wonky. I, I haven't been playing it. And, like, then again, like, like I said, I'm not trash talking the game. The game is good with proper oh, care and love and, like, proper patches and balancing. It will get there. Right. But... At the moment, I just won't play it because it's just it, the balancing is just off. Right. It's just and it's, it's not so off or it's unfixable. Like these are things like this is their first go at it. I didn't expect it to be mm-hmm. perfect, and it's very workable. And what we're doing right now, this is constructive criticism. Like I, I like these kind of conversations because you can get somebody's take on something, whereas in a Twitter. It's really easy to misconstrue something because you can't get tone across. Like somebody will say something yeah. and it's hard to tell if they're joking, if they're serious, or if they're farming content. You know what I mean? Like you'll get people yeah. who put stuff out there that is like meant to be inflammatory because they're trying to get people to interact with their tweet. But it comes across as like kind of mean-spirited or you know, people can take what they want out of it. But you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I 100% know what you mean. Especially with the part where, like, there's no tone. Like, like, so you, like, when somebody kind of gives you, like, a counter, like, a counter to your argument, it's kind of, like, some people, some people take it the wrong way because, or, like, sometimes I'm, I'm just, like, I'm a little scared to, like, say something because I feel like that yeah, maybe he might not take it the way I'm saying right. it. That's why I always, whenever I, like, disagree with somebody, I always throw in, like, like the little smiley face right after or whatever. Right. Like, and just this so game you know, is man, international like, too, and things get lost in translation. Like somebody from a different country might not understand the humor that I'm putting forward. They might misconstrue that yeah. as me being a total dick. So it's one of those things too, where it's just like, yeah, when you're talking to such a wide variety of people in a game that's as far-reaching as a Tarkov, it's really easy for things to get lost in translation and for you to look worse than you were intentioning. That's probably, like, the worst, like, to get, like, misunderstood. 
that's like I I hope I don't know. That's like, uh, that's also like that's something like also like I'm not really like that good at like talking to people like outside. I feel because I feel like sometimes like like at least in my area like some people like I feel like uh mis misinterpret things right. And if somebody's like angry, lot, they're going to hear what they want to hear. Like, I'm sure in the restaurant industry, like, you know, when someone asks for something that's not on the menu, I'm sure you can say it as nicely as possible, and they will take that and run with it a completely different way. Oh, my God, bro. You're saying this, and I had this family come in uh, yesterday morning. I had this family come in, and it was a, a mom, a dad, and a son, right? The son was obviously older, and the parents were older as well. Parents were probably in, like, their 60s, 70s. Son was, like, in their 30s. Right. right. They come in, and he's asking me. He pulls out his phone, and he shows me something on the menu on the on his phone, and I tell him that we're not serving it. Uh, he then again asks me why. I explained to him, well, because of, like, the holidays, we're expecting a like high demand and high volume, so we made a limited menu, and this is the food that we're going to be serving for the rest of the year. Right. Uh, then he tells me, "But why is it on the menu?" Oh God. And I'm like, "But it's." I'm like, "But it's not." You just picked up a like, random digital thing from like March. Yeah, like that's just the standard menu. That's just the standard uh, winter menu. Like, and he's like, "Is it not?" And his son had to like stop, like, "Dad, stop!" And then he's like, "I'm sorry, Dad." Like, I'm sorry, bro. And I'm like, nah, it's cool. Like, I got it. Like, I got it. Like, uh, he was, he's like, you can tell, like, he's like old school, like old school dad, you know, right. and like uh, foreign and stuff as well. I don't mean it like that, but like, you know, like there's culture behind it as well. Oh, absolutely. So I, I get it. It's one of those things where depending on the background, like, they expect things to be a certain way, and if things aren't that way, they get very angry. Which, culturally, where, like, you know, a lot of these people are from, it's acceptable, but in America, it's not. Just like tipping is customary in the States, and other places, tipping can be considered an insult. There's all sorts of weird things when it comes to public service, food service, that doesn't always translate well in the States. Wait, what do you mean? I'm sorry. Repeat that one more time. I'm so sorry. Oh, so there's like different backgrounds where things don't always work very well. Like tipping is a good example because tipping in some countries is considered an insult. But in America, it's customary. Like there's all sorts yeah. of weird things in the food service, public service sector that is just easily misconstrued, especially if people have backgrounds for things <clears> are different. Do you know – did you know that tip actually stands for something? I did not. I believe it's tips. Yeah, uh, I learned this from a bartender, actually. It stands for uh, to ensure prompt service. I did not see. I learned something that's what, today. That's what tips stand for. <laughs> yeah, that's what tips stand for. This is an educational show. Service. <laughs> Would you look at that? Yeah, right? We both learned something. <laughs> yeah, but no, I learned that from a bartender, I think, like last year. That's awesome. It's like, huh, that's pretty cool. I never knew that. So with this upcoming wipe, are you going into it with a certain mindset? Do you have a set certain goal in mind? Are you going to like go for Kappa? Or are you going to have a full hideout? Like, do you have any goals like that? Or are you just going to have fun with it and see what happens? Uh, I will say I am a sweaty bastard when it comes to the wipe. So like my first thing is always like speed running my quests and then, uh, 
the stylish one. That's usually like the main thing. Okay. Gotta got gotta got the tracksuit rolling. Like when the tracksuit's rolling, then we could start like fucking around and start like being like a little goober. So it's all about the but, drip right at the rip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta gotta get the drip. Gotta toss to at least I think like the way I always do it. The way I did it this wipe was like I like the way I did it this time because I tasked up to level thirty-eight, took a break, came back, you know, and then like I I did a couple like maybe like a little more tasking, hit forty-two, um, then they buffed the spawn to like twenty-two or twenty-five or something, and then I was like, all right, I'm gonna give it a go. Right. Like now, now it's time to start. So now it's time to start rolling. What task? is the biggest hiccup what task is the biggest speed bump on your early task grind my fucking flash drives <laughs> you're saying that and like i have the trauma bro three wipes in a row fucking flash drives man yeah there's a quest from skier i have to give him the two flash drives I that one Oh my god! I always man. find them right after I turn that task. They they're fucking everywhere. They fall from the sky like rain when I don't need them. But once I need yeah. them, they're impossible. And when I find them, I die, and it's horrible. It was horrible, bro. Last wipe, I remember like, I remember because uh, it's the two. I remember I turned in one, and then I was gonna give in my second one, and my my friend dropped it to me in dorms, and he was like, "Yo, we gotta go, bubbly. We gotta go." And I'm like, I bet we up. And as we're running towards ZB, we're passing by like old gas or is it old gas? We're passing by new gas or whatever. Right. And I remember he goes, yo, bubbly to the left, to the left. And right when I see the guy, I'm dead. And I'm like, oh. I'm dead. And he's like, bubbly, no. <laughs> the only way that'd be more painful is if he dropped you that and it fell through the ground. <laughs> Oh, man. I would have rather that happen than me die with it, bro. That shit, that got me really upset. Uh, what else is something that, like, keeps me stuck? It's it's usually the things that keep me, like, that keep me at, like, a speed bump are usually tasks like that. Like, the, the little... The stupid ones. Things like that. Yep. Like, hey, find me some GPUs. Be like, why don't you go fuck yourself, mechanic? <laughs> or the Lead X. <laughs> For the... It's, oh, yeah. God, yeah. Oh, I, like I'm looking forward to this wipe because I took last wipe off, but like <laughs> just thinking about all the tasks that I haven't had to do for this entire like last six months, <laughs> I'm kind of regretting this decision a little bit because I'm just thinking like, oh no, I gotta do that shit again. Oh god, I hate wipe, but I love wipe. It's a I always say I it. Mean, I hate wipe, but I love. Isn't wipe. that the Tarkov experience in a nutshell? You love it. And at the same time, you hate it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm excited. I hate it because I can't move the way that I want to move. I can't run the way I want to run. Right. But I like it because it, that's that Tarkov feeling. You know what I'm oh, saying? Absolutely. Like That feeling of, and that's what I was just telling my friend, too. I was DMing him that. That feeling of having to eat in a raid because you're hungry. That feeling of having to drink in a raid or, like, having to actually, like, properly aim your shot nobody has meta gear you know like fights are longer fights are better like it's it's gonna be 
I am not looking fun. forward to the stupid Jaeger. Hey, sit in a bush and be dehydrated for five minutes. Like it's always the tasks like that, like the dumb ones that I'm just I I, I just hate doing because I always end up dying like four minutes into that shit because some idiot runs up and just <laughs> shoots me in the face. It's so stupid. And then you got to redo the whole thing again. And the, that, the whole thing. And that's thing. the worst thing for someone who streams like yourself. Like, when you have tasks that are not enjoyable to watch, and you're like, well, I guess I'm going to talk to chat for the next five minutes. <laughs> I hate tasks like that. Oh, what a, what other task? Nah, I think it was chumming when I had to do the kills on interchange this wipe. Dude, oh, that God. one. That one. I, I I did some devious things for that for for like those the last two kills. So like I was sitting in the back of the the, the supermarket, like the food area. I was just sitting in the back with an AVT, <laughs> and I'd wait for people to just come through, like come through power, like come from power into the back, and I just like one top of them in the back. I am looking forward to the customs water no longer being poisoned with a new wipe because that shit has killed me so many times. Because I keep forgetting, I keep forgetting, like oh you can't go near the water on customs. Oh, it's annoying. It looks like wipe is tomorrow. Beautiful. Confirmed. Love. That's amazing. So, with this being said, I'm going to bring up one of the old questions I have not asked for a while. If you could hang out with any trader or any boss in the Tarkov scene, who would it be? Uh... Probably Tagilla or Killa. Solid choices. Now, if you could beat the fuck out of any boss or traitor <laughs> in the Tarkov scene, who would it be and why? Uh, probably Jaeger. Uh, nobody or, likes that bastard. Like, nah, man. Nah, I'm sorry, bro. Like, excuse my language. He's got me doing retarded ass shit all the I'm time. I'm tired of being it's his Uber like, Eats. He's just a dude in the woods. He's like, I'm not bring me snacks. You know, it's like, why do I like, gotta bring you snacks, just, bro? He's just like drunk as hell in like a dilapidated cabin or something. Like, it's just, it's so funny. Like, everything is just. Bring me this. Bring and me the that. The things he asks you to do, do are that. so dumb. Like, hey, why don't you break both your legs and then shoot somebody in the face? And be like, what? What? No. <laughs> why would I? <laughs> like, I don't want to do that. All right, that sounds horrible. Who wants to do that, Jaeger? Do you want to do that? No. <laughs> oh man, I don't know what's up with that man. So, on the other side of the coin, what task are you looking forward to the most for early wipe? Hmm. Or do you not have one? No, they added new quests. I don't know. Like, I don't. I don't know if I have any quests that I really look forward to, like early on. That I'm like, oh my god, this one's gonna be so funny. I hate all of my shoreline quests. I can tell you that. Ugh, nobody likes I don't shoreline. Like, I don't. Like, all the homies hate nope. shoreline. Dude, it's so bad. It's so bad. Uh, and it's mostly only bad. Because of low strength and low endurance. Right. That is honestly the only thing that makes it really, like, kind of, Then like, everybody's just trying to cluster fucking reserve. I mean, resort. Yeah. I once spoke my way out of a fight on the resort, though, from, like, three different teams. Everybody went to go do their own task. Ended up meeting a Timmy. Well, I checked this out. Actually, I have the clip. Uh, I went to meet a Timmy. He was cool. I think he was like drunk or something. And he like sang to me. 
And then we were going over to extract. We were like, we were probably like four minutes, like maybe like two minutes away walking. And he was like, why do I keep getting out of breath? No, I mentioned to him, like, how are you out of breath if we're just walking? And he was like, I don't know. Did he have a bullet in his lung? I'm out of food. Oh. He said, I'm out of food. And I was joking around. I dropped him the ox bleach. He (laughs) crouched, went to pick it up. The moment he picked it up, he died. <laughs> he just died. That's and my friend was like, "No way!" He just drank that, and it was just like really funny. Like it was like a joke between me and my homie for like so long. <laughs> he made him eat a tight pot in his in resort, dude. But now, nah, but while we're in the resort, though, like there's guys coming from West Wing. We're in East <sighs> Wing. There's a guy above us. There's this dude like in the room next to us, and everybody's just like, "Nah, we're all just questing." Like, right? I we're doing our own. You go thing. do this. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna do our own thing. We're just gonna be spamming ceasefire. Like we're doing this. You guys do that. And then some other guys like, "Yo, what about me?" And then they're like, "Yo, you go do your own thing." And we're like, "All right." Like everybody's split. Just chill, good raid, good raid. Just chill. Nobody wants to be here. Let me just mark my drones and I'll fuck off. <laughs> oh man, I love it. So, Mr. Bubbly, we're getting close to our time constraint. So, last real question. What would be your best advice? Or what would be your words of encouragement for somebody who's new in the scene? Somebody who wants to stream a Tarkov. Somebody who wants to get into Arena. Somebody who wants to get into the base game of Tarkov. What would be your best advice to give about the game that is an uphill battle? Hmm. It's a, it's a mental battle more than anything. That's like the best that's the best thing I can say. If you can win, if you can win the game mentally, then like you got it. Because it, it, the game beats you down a lot, especially in the beginning when you're learning. But if you have the mental strength to keep going, like, you got it. Just don't let the game beat you down. Because you can and you will get better. There is always progression. Like, even in the slightest ways, bro. Right. It's just pixels. That's, like, the best advice I can give. If you lose and something, also it's not the pixels. end of the world. It's not like if, like, you throw a slick on and a Reese T, oh, my God, you died on customs. It's not like you're going to go lose your job. Like, it's okay. Like you just you just lost something good. Like it doesn't matter, bro. Like oh, you're gonna dude. find it again. Can you imagine you can that? Buy those things again. It's like I need to see you in my office. <laughs> Owner heard you lost a mutant in a fucking. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, I heard you lost some gear on your days off. Uh, what's going on there? You represent the company. This is unacceptable. <laughs> this is not the way it goes. Oh, that'd be fucking terrible. Oh man. That's just so funny. All right, Mr. Bubbly, this is your time to say whatever it is you would like, whether it is to promote an upcoming event, whether it is to give a shout-out to mods, friends, talk about a charity event, anything you would like to say, the floor is yours, sir. Uh, I would like to thank you for having me on the podcast. That's first. Uh, thank you for having Appreciate me. Appreciate that. Um, and, and also, everybody who's listening, thank you for, for listening as well. My name is Mr. Bubbly. I do stream every day Escape from Tarkov. Uh, I do want to give a shout out uh, to Sushi actually for making this for making this possible as well. Uh, big shout out to him. Um, and yeah, if you guys ever want to stop by the stream, check me out, Mr. Bubbly TTV. And uh, I'm also a very active person on Twitter as well. 
same handle. Perfect. Yeah, we're going to have all of Mr. Bubbly's links in the description of the episode. So if you want to go check him out, scroll down, click that link, give the man a follow. Other than that, I would like to say thank you for taking the plunge because, you know, it's always it's always difficult to reach out to somebody and be like, hey, do you want to have an hour and a half long conversation with a complete stranger on recording? So anyone who takes that plunge, <laughs> I definitely appreciate it. So thank you for taking the time out of your holiday season. Everyone else, happy Eve of Wipe. I hope your loot is bountiful and your PMCs are thick. <laughs> and with that being said, this has been Castle Comms episode 108. I am the A-Pit Nobody. And why don't you go the fuck outside? And smoke and or touch some grass. And we'll see you guys next time on the comps. Oh, and go buy a Castle Comps shirt. Shameless plug. It's my show. I can plug it if I want. You should buy one. Just buy one. You should buy one. I (laughs) too. All right. See you guys later. And...